Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This hope you had a great and safe New Year celebration. There was a lot of football going on. Not that much, but enough to keep everybody occupied. And now things are going to start winding up for the second half. We have a bunch of transfer news to talk about, but we want to get to the scores first because there were some interesting scores on some games that happened during the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve. On January 1st, New Year's Day, uh, quite an EPL schedule and some interesting results. Chelsea traveled to Brighton, and Brighton had their defense working, kept Chelsea at bay. They came out 1-1, so Chelsea only got one point on the road at Brighton. Aston Villa went over to Burnley, came away with a 2-1 victory on the road. Newcastle Magpies, oh, they had a bad day, New Year's Day, at home. Leicester City came to call, and the Foxes proved why they're in second place right now in the EPL. They came away with a 3-0 victory over Newcastle. Southampton was at home to Tottenham. Tottenham went in there, and Josie Mourinho got a yellow card during the game. Southampton won that affair 1-0. Got kind of crazy in the second half as Mourinho was accused of going over and making comments to the goalkeeper coach of Southampton, Andrew Sparks. Sparks is a great guy. He's very classy, has, knows what he's doing. He's very uh, diligent, and he's, uh, he's very businesslike. And Mourinho apparently didn't like something that he did, went over and said something to him. And the fourth official there on the sideline saw what was going on, made the referee a note of it. Referee came over and gave Mourinho a yellow card. Josie, apparently to the referee, was very polite and actually uh, patted the referee on the hip and said, OK, I understand, and got a yellow card. But Mourinho, after the game, said uh, he was rude to an idiot, referring to Andrew Sparks. I don't think that's going to go over very well. Anyway, uh, Sparks may just let it go as, well, that's Josie Mourinho and that's the way it is. We'll see what happens. But again, you know, obviously these two teams, Tottenham and New- and uh, Southampton, are going to tangle again. So uh, kind of keep your ears up and uh, see what happens with the next uh, affair when uh, Tottenham and Southampton come together. In other action, it was Watford finishing the game with a red card at home, but they beat Wolves 2-1. to one. Watford is on a roll ever since Nigel Pearson came over there and took control of the ship there. So Watford again, finishing with 10 men on January 1st, beating Wolves 2-1. Man City at home to Everton. That was a 2-1 win there uh, over uh, Everton and uh, Ancelotti. Uh, Norwich was at home on January 1st. Crystal Palace came to call. Palace left with a one-point um, one earned there with a 1-1 tie. And then David Moyes made his debut with West Ham United again. It's like scene two. Uh, so act one, but you know, another the same same setting, but different uh, different year. You've got David Moyes returning to West Ham because West Ham is falling toward the relegation zone. They brought in David last year to, to bail him out, and he did a great job and then was let go because they wanted to hire uh, Pellegrini. Pellegrini now has been dismissed, and so now uh, David Moyes is back to uh, save West Ham. Maybe West Ham will realize this time that, you know, let's keep Moyes around for a while and see what happens. David had a great debut at London Stadium with West Ham. Burnmouth was the unfortunate opponent, and they got hammered. No pun intended. Well, maybe pun intended in some uh, form or fashion. West Ham four, Burnmouth nil. Wow, what a debut for David Moyes. Let's see what happens. Let's watch West Ham maybe in the standings, see how far they can climb up. Arsenal was at home to Man United. What a game this was. Uh, Mikel Arteta had his team uh, running around the field very well, very disciplined, great passing, 
Man U looked a little out of sorts, didn't look like they were really into the game that much. Arsenal wins at home 2-0 over Man U. And then on the second, Liverpool hosted Sheffield United in the only game in the EPL, actually the only game in Europe, and Liverpool shut out Sheffield United 2-0 at Liverpool. On the 3rd of January, uh, Spanish League was in action with two games. Rayo Valladolid uh, hosted Leganes, and that, that score was 2-2. Sevilla hosted Atletico Bilbao from the north, and that score was 1-1. Then on the 4th, Saturday, Valencia hosted Ibar. Valencia came away with a 1-0 win. It was Real Madrid going cross town to Hetafe and showing why Real Madrid is up in the top of the uh, La Liga table. Real Madrid 3, Hetafe 0. Levante went to Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid held their own, won 2-1 to one at home. And then Espanyol and Barcelona in the Barcelona derby, kind of a surprising result here because Espanyol, as you know, is down at the bottom of the La Liga table and they're trying to hold their own. They were able to scratch away a point from the top, uh, top runners. They were able to tie Barcelona 2-2 at Espanyol. England, uh, over the past weekend, has been in FA Cup action, so that's been going on. There were no results there. Then uh, moving on toward the week, uh, during the week when uh, we had uh, New Year's Day and then some days after that, it was very, very quiet around Europe. But then on Sunday, uh, why it, uh, it got, uh, got up and, and running. Granada hosted Mallorca, and Granada won 1-0. Real Sociedad hosted Villarreal. Villarreal came away with three points on the road, a 2-1 victory. Real Betis went to Deportivo Alaves, and they tied 1-1. Celta de Vigo tying Osasuna 1-1 at home. In Italy, Brescia continues to have problems uh, getting goals and winning. Lazio came into Brescia and left with three points, 2-1 there. They won. SPAL at home got shut out by Verona 2-0. Genoa hosted Sassuola, and Sassuola couldn't uh, get any offense going. Genoa coming away with a 2-1 win at home. And then the real shocker uh, for Sunday uh, was Roma at home losing to Torino 2-0. That's right. You heard right. Roma down to, uh, lost 2-0 to Torino uh, at home. So I'm sure Roma fans will be not be uh, very uh, happy with that result. Now, checking the tables or uh, as the standings as we go into the second half, uh, there's been some change in the EPL. Liverpool's still out, uh, out in front by, with 58 points. Leicester City now is 13 points behind at 45 points. Man City, one point behind them at 44. Chelsea at 36 now. Frank Lampard needs to get some wins uh, as they go into the second half. And Man United is five points behind Chelsea in that important fifth spot at 31. Celtic and Rangers continue to hold their own as uh, the Scottish League is off till the 22nd. Uh, Celtic still five points ahead of Rangers. In Ligue 1 down in France, uh, PSG continues uh, their seven-point uh, margin over Marseille. In the Bundesliga, which is off for about another week and a half or so, uh, Leipzig still in front, uh, Mochen Gladbach 37-35. Serie A down in Italy, Inter Milan, and Juventus still up there at the top at 42 apiece. And then La Liga, Barcelona and Real Madrid are now tied at the top spot of La Liga, 40 points apiece. Sevilla and Atletico Madrid are right behind them, just five points back, each one with 35 points. This is going to be an interesting finish down the stretch. La Liga is going to be probably one of the most exciting finishes you'll see in a while in European soccer. So watch this Barcelona-Madrid and Sevilla-Atletico-Madrid uh, 
four teams tangling for the top spot, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And with some of the rumors floating around in the January transfer window, some rosters could change for the better uh, with these teams. Real Sociedad is in fifth place in La Liga. They're at 31 points. Now, coming up um, as far as soccer this week, uh, Monday, Bologna is going to tag on with Fiorentina, Bologna being at home. AC Milan is going to host Sampdoria. Now, the reason this game is going to be interesting is because will Ibrahimovic play for AC Milan? Uh, the coach is not saying much, but uh, we'll see about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more here in just a minute. Uh, Parma is going to be on the road to Atalanta, and Cagliari is going to be on the road to, whew, to Juventus. Uh, Udinese is going to go to Lecce, and then the big match, and I know this stadium in Napoli is going to be rocking. I will tell you that right now. This is going to be a match that everybody wants to see, and there will be a lot of people there. Inter travels to Napoli. Inter Milan going to Napoli on Monday. Wow, what a game. That's going to be a game to see for sure. Now, on Tuesday, there's a, a break in some European action. Uh, there's going to be a League Cup uh, game up in England, and it's going to be at Manchester United. It's going to be Man City and Man U playing at Old Trafford. Again, this place will be packed. It'll be rocking. Uh, whenever you have these two teams playing, I don't care if they're playing for tiddlywinks. This is a game that everybody's going to want to watch. So Man City at Man U Tuesday, that's in that League Cup that they have in England. Then on Wednesday, they have the Super Cup down in Spain, the uh, big, uh, big daddy of them all. Valencia is going to host Real Madrid. And that'll be a game to watch as well. And if you want to watch it, you can. It'll be on ESPN Deportes. It'll be a la una tiempo del este, which is at one o'clock Eastern time, mediodía in the zona central, in the uh, central time zone. That's ESPN Deportes on Wednesday. Real Madrid will be traveling to Valencia. And then on Thursday, the Supercopa de España, the other leg of it, Barcelona will be hosting Atletico Madrid. That's right. Barcelona hosting Atletico Madrid on Thursday. And then on Friday in the EPL, Sheffield United in a regular league game will be hosting West Ham United. David Moyes going on the road to Sheffield. Let's see how that works out. On Friday down in France, it's going to be Marseille at Rennes. That's the only game scheduled in those leagues. Then Saturday and Sunday have a full uh, slate of games in the EPL, Serie A, and in France. Now in the EPL, Arsenal goes to Crystal Palace. Now that may not sound like a real interesting game on, on the surface, However, you got to remember, Palace plays very, very well at home, and they have been known to knock off some people uh, in the past at home in critical games. Mikel Arteta is going to take his Arsenal uh, Gunners over there to Crystal Palace. We'll see how that goes. In Serie A, one of the big matches up that matchups that I'm looking at is uh, Atlanta traveling to Inter. Now, in the past, that might have been a snoozer. However, Atalanta right now is in fifth place in Serie A. They're having a great year. They've got a great uh, roster. Their coach is amazing, and Inter is going to be uh, having their hands full. So we're going to see if Inter can prove themselves to be the team that should be at the top of Serie A. That's on uh, Saturday. That's Atalanta at Inter, one of three games to be played. And then in France uh, on Saturday, you've got uh, a host of games. You've got six uh, games in all going on. And then on Sunday, the EPL Serie A and France will be back in action once again. Um, again, uh, Scottish League and uh, the Bundesliga are off on uh, small vacations. They'll be coming back in a couple of weeks. Uh, 
Uh, taking a look now at some of the transfer news that's going on around European soccer. And let me tell you, folks, before you get involved with this January transfer window thing, uh, you might get a piece of paper, but make sure your pencil has a big eraser on it because, because there are going to be some names changing uh, some clubs. There are rumors flying everywhere. So I'm going to try to uh, straighten out some of the things that are going on. This is uh, some really uh, interesting stuff. Now, as I mentioned on the Monday game uh, in uh, Serie A between AC Milan and Sampdoria, it's possible that Ibrahimovic is going to start. However, there is nothing positive said yet. Stefano Pioli, the coach of, of AC Milan, rather, who is just a great guy, he's very smart. Um, he's saying, hey, look, you know, Ibra is not a savior. We've got this guy to help us, but we can't be putting all the pressure on him. We need to make sure that he is there, that he knows his role. And we don't want him to be the 100% guy that's going to make us win every game. So Ibrahimovic will probably be in the lineup. I wouldn't doubt it because I'm thinking Pioli wants to get this guy in there as soon as possible and make him uh, or let him score some goals, let him do his thing. And if I were Pioli, I'd just put him up front by himself and let the uh, midfield feed him all day. Because as you know, Ibrahimovic is great in the air, but he's also great on the ground. He's a good ball handler and he's got a great shot. Obviously, he scored so many goals. So um, Ibrahimovic may be seen on Monday uh, as AC Milan will host Sampdoria. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> up in Ibrahimovic's country of Sweden, wow, the fans are not happy up there. As a matter of fact, the team in Malmo uh, is not real happy, and neither are the fans. As a matter of fact, the fans are so mad that his statue in Malmo has been taken down. That's right. The fans went out and took down Ibrahimovic's statue in Malmo. Holy smokes. Boy, this is getting really serious, isn't it? So we'll just see how it all plays out. Can Ibrahimovic get AC Milan out of where they are, which is the middle of the table uh, in Serie A? Usually AC Milan is right up there with uh, AC Milan and uh, Juventus. I'm sorry, with uh, Inter and with Juventus. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Ibrahimovic now uh, officially with AC Milan. Will he play uh, when Sampdoria comes to call on Monday? We will see. Okay, moving on. The coach of Fiorentina, Beppe Incina. Boy, what a guy he is. He's kind of funny to listen to. He's hoping to get Federico Chiesa back to 100%. Now, Chiesa's been nursing a thigh injury, and he has been an uh, integral part of the Fiorentina um, offense. He is a great player. He's a good passer. Uh, they need his, his head in the game. Uh, basically, he's a very intelligent type player, uh, doesn't overreact in situations. And so we'll see if he can come back from that thigh injury again. Uh, Chiesa hoping to get back to 100% here pretty quick for Fiorentina. Napoli, ahead of their big game with Inter. Oh, my goodness, have they got problems. Yeah, personnel problems indeed. Um, Belgian uh, striker or uh, midfielder Dries Mortens has gone home to Belgium for further treatment of his thigh injury, and so he will not be available for the big game against Inter. So, again, uh, Napoli is going to have to scramble a little bit, and they're going to have to take up uh, some – they're going to take up some room here for this guy because uh, Mortens is a great player. Uh, he's very He covers a lot of uh, field, covers a lot of real estate with the ball, and uh, having him out for a game with Inter is going to be a big blow to, uh, Inter Milan, uh, to Napoli for sure. All right, Brescia down there in the uh, Serie A continues to uh, languish near the bottom, and uh, Corini, the coach, Eugenio Corini, uh, is doing all he can to try to get the team to rally. Uh, around uh, around everybody, and and let's you know let's get this uh, club together. Apparently, they're kind of splintering off into different little groups, and then everybody's kind of doing their own thing. 
Well, you don't need that in a team. You need everybody to be, you know, all for one, one for all. And so uh, I, I hope that Carini can get the can get the team together and get them to play some football uh, as a group. Now, there are new rumors swirling that Olivier Giroux, we all know that name, uh, he might be taking a loan offer to Newcastle United. Okay, now, the, he's, he's been, let me, let me explain. French national boss Deschamps, uh, this guy, Didier, Didier Deschamps, is smart, and he wants his players to have great playing time because that keeps them sharp and keeps them focused on what's going on. And he wants Giroud to get more playing time. Of course, Giroud right now with Chelsea not getting a whole lot of time. Uh, Steve Bruce at Newcastle says addressing the goal draw with the Magpies is a priority for the second half right now because the Magpies are not doing very well as putting the ball in the net. Um, Giroud could be a real help here. Put him up front, get him uh, good feeds, and uh, Giroud is a goal scorer. So uh, look for Olivier Giroud to go to Newcastle United on a loan from Chelsea. Would be an interesting move for sure. Uh, Man U is stepping up efforts to get uh, two Wolverhampton stars. You might recognize these names, Mexican international Raul Jimenez and Portuguese midfielder Ruben Neves. Uh, currently, Neves is down there at um, Praga in, um, in Portugal, and he's in Bruno Leja's uh, doghouse. Uh, Bruno, of course, was a great uh, soccer player back in the, in the 90s. Uh, there's an unknown reason for the rift between the coach and the player. But apparently Neves and Raul Jimenez have caught um, Man U's attention. Um, and so, uh, so the Wolverhampton Stars are, are still, uh, you know, uh, this is something that Man U's looking at. Nuno Espirito has done an incredible job at Wolves, who are now in the top 10. Uh, Wolverhampton is just, you know, going right along. And Espirito has done a great job there developing all the talent on the team. So hats off to him. We've talked about him before. He's a very smart guy, knows how to uh, communicate with the players, and knows how to put the right player in the right position. Of course, David Moyes, as we talked about, had a great debut against Burnmouth uh, with a 4 nothing win at London Stadium. And you know the West Ham fans have got to be feeling really good right now that uh, here's, a, here's a David Moyes coming back a second time, and can he get us up into at least the middle of the table, maybe you know even breaking the top 10? Let's see what happens. But apparently Moyes has got almost his first signing complete uh, and he's only been there about a week. Uh, Gedson Fernandez, who's that Portuguese under-21 player, uh, he's been uh, talked about around Europe. Apparently, this kid is the real deal. Um, Gedson Fernandez may be coming to uh, West Ham United, um, and apparently Moyes beat Manchester United to the punch on this guy. So uh, David Moyes, congratulations to him. Apparently, he got some good information and has reacted on it, and looks like they're going to get Gedson Fernandez. This kid is good. When he hits West Ham, I tell you what, he will be electrifying. Tottenham has uh, is going to be without star striker Harry Kane for a while. Boy, this is this is just really bad news for Tottenham because Harry Kane is their team. Harry Kane, of course, is on the English national team. He's a great uh, striker, uh, can put the ball in the net with no hesitation. He is a great passer as well. Uh, he's got a tear in his left hamstring. This happened during the Southampton loss. Uh, and Dombele Tange also with uh, Tottenham is out for a bit, and he got a hip injury in that game. Apparently this game at Southampton, I watched most of the game, and apparently there was some stuff going on in the field that uh, eluded the cameras, you might say. And uh, I saw Harry Kane's injury, and it looked pretty bad. It looked like he had been uh, laboring since the game started. Um, and Joe uh, Tottenham really didn't have any offense without Harry Kane up there. And so uh, apparently they have verified that this is a pretty uh, – about a medium tear in his hamstring – 
and he's going to be out for a while. Uh, so Josie's going to have to play uh, uh, musical chairs, you might say, with some of his staff and players and see what they can figure out to, uh, to get this uh, team going. Um, Eric Dyer is going to be coming back from his injury, and then Hung Min Son, the, uh, the Korean, is coming back. He was on suspension because of cards. So they're getting two guys back, but they're losing some some incredible talent for a little bit of, of, of time. And uh, this is going to be uh, uh, Harry Kane going out with a uh, with a hamstring injury. And then, of course, as we said, Tangay, the midfielder, who is just, just amazing, uh, he's going out for a hip injury for a few days. Now, taking a look at some other things going around the uh, the rumor mill as far as the transfer window for this month is concerned. As I said, January is a big transfer window, and there's a lot of, a lot of stuff swirling. But this is the these are the ten ones that look like to be real interesting. And you might want to follow Samuel Umtiti. Uh, yeah, he plays over at Barcelona. Boy, this this Frenchman is just amazing. He's on the French national team. I love watching him play. He may be going to Man City or Chelsea from Barcelona. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Boy, he could really help Chelsea uh, with their situation. He could make Chelsea a more consistent team, I really believe. Uh, Man City, uh, Pep Guardiola, you know, he's not going to pass up any good talent if he can get it. So uh, we'll see where Samuel Umtiti ends up. He may not be at Barcelona by the end of January. James Madison, who, of course, is on the English national team, he may go from Man U to Leicester City. Wow, what a chance that would a transfer that would be. And that would give Leicester City some real good offense up front. So we'll see what that comes about. Marcos Alonso going from Inter Milan to Chelsea. Again, Chelsea is uh, spending some money. As we told you in the last uh, podcast, that um, Chelsea has got a good budget to spend on this transfer window. So we'll see how much, uh, how cheap they can negotiate a couple of these transfers. Uh, William of Chelsea, the Brazilian. Uh, he may be, he's being looked at by several clubs right now. Nothing positive at this point, but he is being looked at seriously. And Lampard, I don't know if Lampard wants to part with him or not. This guy is really good. I think he's valuable. I will know why Frank would part with him unless he got a lot of money for him and maybe a player in return. We'll see how that works out. Emmanuel Dennis going from Club Bruges down there in Belgium to Crystal Palace in the EPL. Palace is a good team. They're very good at home. They're somewhat iffy on the road, but if Emmanuel Dennis came to Palace, that would be a real shot in the arm for that team. Uh, that could help them tremendously. Another one, Lucas Torreira, the Uruguayan, going from Napoli to Arsenal. Boy, Miguel Arteta could really uh, put him in a, in a great spot there in the midfield, and Napoli would, lose, uh, Napoli would lose a good player. However, Napoli may get a good amount of money for him, so Lucas Torreira may end up at Arsenal before the month is out. We told you on the last one about Fellaini. Remember Fellaini, the big, uh, the big Belgian uh, who used to at one time have his hair real high and everything, and he played for uh, David Moyes at Everton. He also played for David at uh, Man United. He's also very good friends with, uh, with uh, Jorge Mourinho there over there at uh, Tottenham. So uh, it looks like Fellaini is going to definitely probably, uh, I would say over, over 80% sure he's going to go to Tottenham and coming from that club in China. So we may see Fellaini back in the EPL by the end of the month, and he's no stranger to the EPL. Uh, Latauro Martinez, going from Barcelona to Inter. Martinez, a genuine striker, knows how to score goals, can pass the ball well. 
So going to uh, to enter from Barcelona, that would help enter tremendously. We talked to you last time also about Jaden Sancho. This guy is being pursued. He's the Englishman. He's also on the national team from England. Going to Chelsea from Borussia Dortmund. And Borussia is going to want a lot of money. Trust me. And I don't know if Chelsea is going to have enough money to fork over for him. But uh, Chelsea wants to get Jaden Sancho pretty bad. And uh, Borussia, of course, is going to not let him go cheap. See where that plays out. And then the last one, and boy, this is one that's got everybody's attention because Paul Pogba has not had a whole lot of time at uh, Manchester United. Uh, apparently, there's a rift there between Pogba and the uh, and coach, uh, Old Gunner. So uh, <laughs> Pogba may end up at the end of the month at Juventus. Yeah, at Juventus. And let me tell you what, Pogba and Cristiano Ronaldo would make a great midfield duo. Wow, that would be something else. Uh, Pogba, I've always liked the way he plays, his style. He's very fast. He knows how to control the ball. And, of course, you've got Ronald, uh, Ronaldo, who is just an amazing passer and does everything well with the ball. Pogba and Ronaldo for Juventus, oh, my goodness. That would be something that would make Serie A probably just you know shaking their, in their cleats. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, Pogba could go to Juventus. He may be there by the end of the month. We'll see where it goes. So that's the latest on the rumors. That's the latest on the transfer window. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so you might want to fasten your seatbelt another notch as we go through January to see where all these players end up. And again, keep a pencil handy with a big eraser. That's it for Kicks and Dribbles on this version. Uh, I'm Dan McClay. Lauren McClay is the producer of the show. She does a great job. And uh, John Dang handles the sound. DC McClay contributes ideas whenever it's possible. And we appreciate their help for that. So again, thanks for listening to Kicks and Dribbles. We will be back on Thursday because we're going to resume our two, uh, two broadcasts a week now. Now that the uh, holiday season has passed us, we hope you had a good one. And remember, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.